The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Bless this day with your grace, with your power. Breathe on us, breath of God. Fill us with life anew. Minister to our hearts. May souls be saved and hearts be won for your kingdom as your word comes forth, Father. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And God's people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Our theme on this Pentecost Sunday is let everyone. Let everyone. And I've given it a sub-theme, what does this mean? Main theme, let everyone. And the sub-theme is what does this mean? What does this mean? And our text comes from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. And our sermon outline would be as follows. Um, having a quick look at the three pilgrimage festivals that was observed in those days by the Jews, and then looking at what I refer to as two camps of life, meaning believers and unbelievers, and then we'll move on to the Holy Spirit introducing God's grace to us on Pentecost Sunday, and also the Holy Spirit introducing the signs of God's judgment on that first Pentecost day. And then we'll move on to a challenge, an invitation that is open to all. And then we'll end with the revival, Pentecostal revival churches. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Jewish law required that three pilgrimage festivals were observed and all were attended by men. The festivals were the Passover festival or the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which commemorated the Exodus, celebrated Exodus, and then the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, Amen, celebrating the day of the, the first fruits, but also it observed the giving of the, the law, the five books of Moses. All of that included in the celebration of Pentecost. And then also they had the Feast of Tabernacles, which was like um, a harvest festival. But we shall focus on the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. And so we find men gathered on that first Pentecost day, hoping to celebrate this wonderful festival as usual. And it is recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 16, if we want to have an idea of the celebration. Amen. Praise God. Celebrating the goodness of God, celebrating part of a harvest, um, you know, celebration and also the, the books of the law. They just assemble year after year to give God praise. Amen. And again, they were looking forward to a wonderful celebration in the way they used to do it. 
But on this occasion, on that first Pentecost day, God said, it will not be business as usual. I'm going to do something new. It's going to be time for a real change. Amen? And what God did on that first Pentecost day was to send upon his people the Holy Spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah where you are. Praise God. The disciples were together and they were probably praying. And all of a sudden, this sudden wind filled the house. Hallelujah. And tongues of fire rested upon every believer. And they began to speak in uncontrollable tongues, in uncontrollable languages, different languages from all over the world. And the crowd was just astounded by what has happened. And there were two reactions. Some asked, wow, what does this mean? Hence our subject, what does this mean? And others said they were drunk. My dear friends, God is God. It's very wonderful to see how God loves his people. Hallelujah, the wind that was blowing, it reminds us of how God, hallelujah, moved in that wind and spoke to, hallelujah, Elijah. Oh yes, the tongues and the cloud and the smoke reminds us how God spoke and communicated with Moses. And these elements, praise God, that were experienced in the open, God, hallelujah, who is God, brought these elements to his people and they experienced God in such a personal way in their home. The God who in those days, hallelujah, no one would look at him. They would experience his presence and they would fear with tremble. Hallelujah. God says it's time for my people not to tremble anymore, but just to experience me for who I am. Glory be to God. And they experienced God on that day. And whilst some of them in the crowd were saying they were drunk, there was one man, hallelujah, blessed with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, who rose up, oh glory to God. It's just good when men and women rise up for the Lord. When men and women take their position, hallelujah. Oh, on that first Pentecost day, Peter took his position. And Peter began to explain to them that what we are experiencing is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the gift of God to the church, and of course, the gift of God to us. Hallelujah. And of course, on that day, there were two camps, a camp of believers and a camp of unbelievers. The camp of believers were asking, what does this mean? And the camp of unbelievers we are making fun and saying, hey, these guys are drunk. My friends, what camp do you belong to today? Whatever camp you belong to, I encourage you to be in the camp of a believer because Pentecost is about God's love for you too. Pentecost is about God reminding you that you are special in Jesus' name. So as we journey through the message, I want you to have this self-reflective question right through your mind. What does Pentecost mean? 
and what does Pentecost mean for me? Praise God. My dear, Pentecost with the Holy Spirit introduces God's signs of grace. Praise the Lord. Peter saying, listen, this is what is taking place here today. He's saying to the crowd on that first Pentecost. These people are not drunk. But what is happening now is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Hallelujah. All people across the world. All culture, all nations, all nationalities. Praise be to God. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirits in those days that they will prophesy, says the Lord. And so we see how God is bringing everybody and making everybody special. If we just take our minds back, you know, to Numbers chapter 11, and we'll find a very intriguing story of two elders who we are called Eldad and Medad, right? They actually were blessed with the gift of prophecy. And God was using them. But Joshua was a bit concerned. And he said to Moses, hey, these guys, they are not with us, but they are actually being used by God. Stop them. Moses said, why? Are you jealous for my sake, Joshua? And Moses said, I wish that all the people of God would be blessed to be prophets and God's spirit would rest upon them. Read Numbers chapter 11 when you have a minute. And Moses never said a word so true. And that came true on that first Pentecost day. It happened and Moses' prophecy became fulfilled. God released his Holy Spirit upon the people on the day of Pentecost. And all prophetic languages and tongues break loose. Nothing was stopping the people of God. Hallelujah. The gift of God's grace. In the process of this fulfillment, all the barriers were eliminated and erased. What does Pentecost mean? Pentecost is a time when God eliminates all barriers among his people. He poured out his spirit upon all. God is no respecter of person. Celebrate your nationality. Celebrate your culture. Celebrate your language. Celebrate who you are because you are blessed, you are special, you are highly favored, and let no one make you think otherwise of yourself. The Holy Spirit is poured out upon all flesh and upon all people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In the olden days, only the men were having this anointing. Only the men were being used by God. On that Pentecost day, hallelujah, woo, it was mentioned by Joel that your young men would see visions 
and your old men would dream dream. So straight away, Pentecost, what does it mean? The age barrier is gone. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit does not only come upon elders and elderly people, it comes upon young, it comes upon old. Glory be to God. What does this mean? The gender barrier is gone. Prophecy, visions, dreams, and the gift of the Spirit are given to daughters as well as sons. Somebody raise your hands and shout hallelujah to women as well as men. God is good. God loves you. We can actually give the, the Pentecost experience a global worldview, a multicultural worldview. Pentecost is a celebration of all humanity for the glory of God. Hallelujah. And we must, we must let the world hear this Pentecost story, hear this Pentecost message, and celebrate the same. In our postmodern era, no one, no person, no race should be suffocated physically, politically, emotionally, racially, to the extent that they cry out, I can't breathe. Pentecost is God speaking to his world. Pentecost is God coming down to his world. Pentecost is God meeting his world. Pentecost is God meeting us where we are. Let the world listen to God. Together, forever as one. That is what Pentecost is about. Gone are the age barriers. Gone are the gender barriers. Gone, we may add, the social barriers, the educational barriers, the racial barriers. The Holy Spirit includes, my friends, all people, God's call for all people, the rich and the poor, the scholars and the uneducated, the brown and the black and the white, whatever color, hallelujah, of your skin. The declaration of God's wonder, hallelujah, is upon you and upon me and upon us all. Hallelujah. Not only the grace that the Holy Spirit introduces on Pentecost Day, but it actually reminds us of God's signs of judgment. Hallelujah. The explosive signals of God's judgment. It is interesting that Peter mentions them. I will show wonders, he says, quoting Joel, in the heavens above and on the earth below, blood and fire, billows of smoke, this reminds me of that famous text in Deuteronomy, the entire chapter 28, where we can see the blessing and the curses of the Israelites. And so equivalently, that text in Acts of the Apostle, it raises not only the issues of the graces of God upon the people of God, but our God is a God of judgment. Pentecost, hallelujah. What does this mean? Praise the Lord. The wind and the fire and the tongues and the languages 
powerfully invaded humanity with the Lord's grace. Also, the judgment. And for those who are asking the question, what does this mean to the believers? Hallelujah. Pentecost is about God's grace breaking upon you and into you. You too will become part of the mighty army of God, a movement of the Holy Spirit. You too will prophesy. You will see visions. You will dream dreams. Clap your hands and shout glory where you are. Clap your hands and shout glory. Tell God to count you in. Tell God to enlist you, hallelujah, in his ministry. Tell God you are available. And like Isaiah, you will declare, here I am, send me. What does this mean? It means God wants you to, to continue, hallelujah, to extend his kingdom. And for those who are unbelievers, those who are skeptics, hallelujah, I want to remind you that God needs you. God wants you. God wants to use you, hallelujah. For those who don't believe in the power of Jesus, for those who don't want to believe in the good news, I want to make you understand that God does not move by what you think. God is God. But today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. Hallelujah. Repent. Repent and believe in the Lord Jesus. I want you to also understand that Peter ends his quotation from Joel with a challenge and an invitation. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, he said. Everyone who comes upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Let everyone from all nations, hallelujah, call upon the name of the Lord. Let everyone who has breath in them call upon the name of the Lord. The Holy Spirit introduces an expressive signature of God's salvation. This is the word for believers and for unbelievers alike. The invitation is open to all. Let everyone, hallelujah, who, regardless of gender, of class, of race. Here, my friends, is what I can refer to as a divine lifeline that is thrown to all drowning victims, to all sinners who are part of the human family. It is thrown to you. It is thrown to us. It is thrown to all to accept the invitation. To accept the invitation. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord is an Old Testament, hallelujah, expression which is equivalent to worshiping the Lord. It is to bow before him, to offer ourselves as we are reminded in Romans 12 to present our bodies as a living sacrifice for the Lord. Some of you today might be lost. You are not with the Lord, but you want to be with him. Some of you might be with him, but you have backslided. 
You may be like a lost sheep who doesn't know where to go. If that is you, I advise you to accept the challenge to call upon the name of the Lord. The invitation is for you today to cry out and call upon him. You might cry out like the people in the text who were so desperate. You might cry out with a scream of desperation, what shall we do? Or you might respond and cry out like St. Paul when he encountered Jesus on that Damascus road. He said, who are you, Lord? Hallelujah. You might cry out like the tax collector, have mercy upon me, a sinner, he declared. Hallelujah. You might cry out like one of the, like the ten lepers who says, Jesus, master, have pity upon us. Hallelujah. Just cry out to the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord today. You might cry out, my friends, like the blind beggar who said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. Or you might cry out, my friends, like the dying thief on the cross who said, Lord, remember me. However you cry out, however you call, the results of calling upon the name of the Lord are always the same. The blind receive their sight, the lepers are cleansed, the sinners are forgiven. Hallelujah. And everyone is received into God's kingdom. That's the good news of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit continues Hallelujah, the ministry of Jesus, the ministry of salvation, a ministry of hope, a ministry of renewal and refreshment. Refreshment. Jesus, my friends, is in heaven, but his ministry empowered by the Holy Spirit continued through Peter and John and Thomas and Paul. And today it continues through you, it continues through me, it continues through Stamford Hill, United Reformed Church, Stepney Meeting House, United Reformed Church. It continues through Upper Clapton, United Reformed Church. It continues through this unique denomination, the United Reformed Church. And of course, it continues through all denominations throughout the world. Jesus ministries, his ministry continues through each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Pentecost means that the world is set ablaze. Pentecost means that God did something new. Hallelujah. On that first Pentecost day, ushered in a new era of grace, of salvation, of mission, and evangelism. The call is urgent. Time is short. Today, may the grace of God fall upon you. May the grace of God fall upon me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And what would have been our last point is Pentecost. 
and the revival church, how the Pentecostal spirit should revive every church. But we will begin with that next week Sunday by the grace of God. We shall begin with that next week Sunday. Hallelujah. Praise God. Whereby we examine what it means for the Pentecostal spirit to revive a church. Hallelujah. We shall look at, you know, revival churches are churches with a vision. Revival churches are churches that worship. Revival churches are churches that are praying. Revival churches, hallelujah, are churches that declare the truth of God. And revival churches are churches that are holy. Glory be to God. God bless you. Just pause for a few seconds now as you just celebrate Pentecost in your heart. But I want you to say a prayer not only for yourself, but for all people, for all cultures. That as you continue life's journey, you would celebrate everyone. And if you have not accepted Jesus into your life, I want you to quietly in the comfort of your home, ask Jesus to come into your heart. Today you ask like those on that first Pentecost Sunday, that first Pentecost day, what shall we do? And as Peter responded, I respond to you. Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And if you would like to do that, let me support you in asking you to humbly and quietly ask the Lord to forgive you of all your sins and for him to come into your heart today and he would use you to do exploits for him in this post-modern era. Amen. Just let go and let go today. Take that step in your heart, that leap of faith as you embrace the Lord, even for the first time, and just renew your dedication to Him. And so, Father, we thank you for those who give their hearts to you for the first time today and for those who renew their commitments to you. Bless one and bless all. Let your name continually be glorified. Release your anointing afresh upon Stepney Meeting House, afresh upon Stamford Hill, afresh upon Upper Clapton, and above all, afresh upon all churches 
throughout the world. In Jesus' name we pray.